Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 123, How to Create a Bright and Cheerful Home. This is a topic that I return to every once in a while because I think it's just so important for women to understand the profound effect that we have on the whole atmosphere of our home. And I break it down into three different areas, the physical environment, the emotional environment, and the spiritual environment, because I think they're all equally important and they all work together to create a home that is stress-free and a place where we just really bond together as a family. So you may have heard me mention some of these things before. I'm going to mention them again because I just think that they're so important. It's, it's one of our biggest jobs, I think, is to create a bright and cheerful home, a sanctuary for our family. The first question I want to ask is, what does it mean to create a home? Well, I think we're tempted to answer that question by looking on Pinterest for trending decorating ideas, which is not a bad idea, but it's not the be-all and end-all of creating a home. Maybe we watch TV shows that showcase the newest and coolest things to do with our house. But all of that is decorating a house. I'm talking about how to create a home you love. A home should be a place where each person, adults and children, know that they are respected, accepted, and loved for who they are. Our home should be a shelter from a world that tries to impose values on us that are not our own. Our home should be our oasis. And whether you live in a small apartment or the house of your dreams, I think, as I mentioned before, there are three pillars for a happy, nurturing home. The physical environment, the emotional environment, and the spiritual environment. And in this episode, I'm going to discuss specifically that physical environment. Aside from making sure the physical environment is safe, I would also strongly encourage you to make sure your home is conducive to stress-free living and a place where babies and toddlers aren't constantly told no. Babies and toddlers need room to explore. And if we have too much stuff or if our furniture and accessories are expensive or maybe white, (laughs) We'll either be frustrated that our children are ruining our beautiful things or we'll be constantly telling them no and teaching them to not explore, to not be inquisitive. And that is a life-changing mistake for them. I remember when my oldest was crawling. She just first started crawling. And I had this beautiful little knick-knack shelf that came from my grandparents. Actually, it probably wasn't beautiful, but it was important to me because it was the little knick-knack shelf that was in their home. And so I inherited it and I put 
my beautiful little statues on there. And my daughter kept crawling over towards it. And she wanted to touch it. And remember, I'm a new mom. So every time she went over towards it, I spanked her hand a little bit and said, no, no. I mean, I hardly spanked it, but of course she cried because I was stern and I told her, no, no. And so I pick her up and I move her away. And then within about 30 seconds, she'd start crawling again for that. And it took a couple of times for me to realize this is dumb. Why am I making her sad when she doesn't even know what's going on? She just sees something and she wants to explore. So we got rid of the curio cabinet and I put my little statues in a different place where she couldn't, you know, break them or pull the cabinet down. I want to encourage you to look around your home, see what you love, but really is not the season for having when the children are young like this. We don't want our children to live in a museum. We want them to live in a place where they're comfortable and can explore. As an elementary school teacher, I can tell you with certainty that no matter what your child's IQ is, if they aren't inquisitive and interested in learning more, They will be bored and unhappy in school and will not live up to all that God created for their potential to be. So we want to create the environment in our home that is a place where our children can be inquisitive. The second point on creating a bright and cheerful home in our physical environment is to make sure the home is simple but soothing. Okay, now I don't want you to get the impression that you can't have a beautifully decorated home with nice furniture, window treatments, and appropriate accessories. It is important when creating a home to have an environment that brings you peace and comfort. We do need to create a sense of beauty in our home, just not at the expense of practical living. My walls were always soothing colors. Seven children required soothing colors for my day. I had a limited number of toys that were available for the children, and I would rotate them out with others that I stored away. I didn't want a home that was littered with toys, most toys that kids didn't even play with. I wanted to have an elegant home, and I did, but I just made sure that there weren't breakables around for the children to get to, and that all of their toys were stored properly. I had baskets for the toys to be kept in when they were not in use, and we would pick up at lunch and at dinner. The third thing is to avoid clutter. It's so interesting how things change when we grow up. When I was about 11, I remember the day my mom came in and sat down on my bed and cried. She was tired of telling me to clean up my room. She lamented that she must have done something wrong because I always had a messy room, and she was certain I would grow up to be a slob. Well, fast forward 10 years to when I was first married, and nothing could have been further from the truth. With the home I was creating for my little family, I realized early on that clutter created stress and chaos for me. Young, poor, and married with children does change things, I would be praised as a minimalist today, but really, we just didn't have a lot of money for things. I found a lot of stuff around the house just made for disorder and stress. And now, 
almost 40 years later, even though I have the money for extra things, I prefer the clean, uncluttered look of my home. Look at your surroundings and ask yourself, do I need this? And be ruthless. We often don't need much of what we have. If it is an item you love, store away for later when the children can be taught to respect the nicer things of your home. The next thing is be vigilant about human interaction and limiting screen time. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you'll probably notice a theme here. As an older mom, I see the damage that is done in families when the TV is on all the time or much of the time, or when the children are plugged into video games or their phones or TV throughout the week. And when children are given phones for texting, playing games, surfing, it isolates them. And that leads me to my next point. Isolation causes disrespect and disconnection. If your children don't get along with each other or if they are disrespectful to each other, the first place I would check is how much screen time do they have. When they're on screen time, whether it's their phone or PlayStation or even a TV, they don't interact. They don't learn the skills of being with other people in their home. And so they're easily annoyed. And they also learn bad habits of how to interact with others. So if you're wondering how do you handle screen time with your children, you set the rules and you're consistent in enforcing them. That is your job. And if they complain, don't put up with it. If they're the only ones who can't go on the phones, too bad. I had children who were the only ones who couldn't do a lot of things. And guess what? They're all well-adjusted adults. And they're doing the same thing with their own children. Create a home that has a goal of authentic, human, eye-to-eye interaction. Positive, intentional human interaction is critical in developing a happy physical environment. The next point, keep order in your home. Order makes us happy. Now, you may be a free spirit and you say, oh, I just don't care about order. I would challenge that. Your brain cares. You may not want to be scheduled, but your brain does. Keeping order comes more naturally for some but you cannot throw up your hands and say, I'm just not an organized person. Break down your day in your home into manageable parts. Teach the children a set routine for the day. Wake up, clean up, meal, snack times. Teaching limits and order in the home is critical in helping the children learn to set guardrails for themselves and routines for themselves. And just as a side note, with summer months coming and Children who are in school will be coming home. It's always a challenge to make sure everyone is getting along and lots of things are getting done in the home, not just the mom doing it all. Make sure that you come on into our Reimagine Motherhood membership. I will be talking about all the things to make your summer months pleasant and enjoyable, how to declutter, how to prepare meals, how to have a set schedule for your children and a schedule for yourself. And the most important thing, how to enjoy 
your kids. So go to JanetQuinlan.com forward slash waitlist to get on that waitlist so that when I open up membership for enrollment in May, you will be first on the waitlist to come on in. It's a great opportunity for you to learn from other moms what works for them, but also to let me help you with the practical skills and the mindset that you need to make sure you have the kind of summer that you want. Okay, sorry, side note. (laughs) Okay, the last thing, and this goes along with what I just talked about, I'm often asked, when should I start delegating chores? Here's my answer. When they are about three years old, you can begin giving them little jobs to do around the house. Yes, at three. And in my membership, I have the chore chart so that you can know when and which chores are most appropriate at what age. Three-year-olds can pick up their toys. They might need a little help, but they're pretty good at it. They can learn to make their beds, sort the laundry, whites and colors. It's actually fun for them. They don't realize it's a chore yet. (laughs) This is where mindset, it's so amazing how mindset kicks in. When we're little, we think things are fun. They're a game. And somewhere along the line, our mind says, you don't want to do this. Isn't that funny? But children love to do things that are fun. Helping out with little chores around the home will nurture their self-confidence and their self-esteem as you compliment them on what a great job they did. As they get older, you can give them more independent tasks, always encouraging and thanking them as they complete the tasks. Children don't magically learn order and routines when they hit a certain age. It's our job to train them. And so if you don't feel trained yourself, you'll find that information in the membership, but also commit to learning so that you are trained and you can teach your children to be trained to have order and routines. If you don't begin the training when they are very young in a positive way, it is much harder to begin routines when they are older. And I want to um, offer this serious, serious alarm. Don't be that mom. That mom who loves her kids so much that she does everything for them. Our jobs as mothers is to teach our children to be self-sufficient. By doing everything for them, we are not teaching them to become independent, self-sufficient adults. In fact, we're teaching them to be dependent, anxious, and insecure. Teaching independence begins as soon as they can understand us. Nurturing independent play. Getting themselves dressed and undressed. And working with them to clean up toys and books are all ways we begin the process of teaching them to become independent. They may not do the job as well as you can, but they are doing it. Learning with your guidance and gaining self-esteem and self-confidence. As with anything, remember, the people in your ordered home are more important than the order. So be very careful that it doesn't create this angry mom. Just teach them and help them. You're their first teacher. Challenge them with love, be consistent in your goals, then know that sometimes 
Life may get ahead of you and that's okay. And you can't check up on chores that they do. It's okay. God gives you the next day to reorder and begin again. So as you're creating your home, look first at the physical space. Make sure it is beautiful, orderly, and centered on human interaction. Your home is where you will laugh and cry together, where you will make memories, and where you will teach your faith and values. It is where you will grow your family and watch your children do their firsts, and where you may have some serious sorrows and disappointments. So make sure it is a space that will help you create happy and tender memories. A place where all feel connected, secured, and loved. Don't forget, sign up at janetquinlan.com forward slash waitlist to join our Reimagine Motherhood membership opening in May. And you'll be able to go through the library and see all kinds of workshops that we've already put up about creating a home management system that works, the two-week declutter guide. You could even do it in a week with my schedule that I have out for you and ways to make your physical environment in your home uniquely your family's, but also life-giving. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be, the woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.